minutes, 38 remaining. Lead by 10 points. Fremantle's going to lose here. Sandler ends the big fist. Look at that But the boys have returned. You were probably wondering whether Dork Talk would make a return if we'd make it. But I'd like to let you know, when I pay for the SoundCloud subscription to this, it's 12 months. <laughs> so when, when I pay it, when I lock it in, Juddy's got to turn up. we got to turn up. We've paid the year subscription. We're back and we're doing it. G'day, mate. Mate, I reckon you paid <laughs> that in probably like June. So we'll only go until about round whatever that is, 10. Oh. <laughs> I got the email, they're like, your subscription. I was like, don't get me started. I need to wait for the dockers to start for me to use my subscription. Uh, How much SoundCloud are you using in the off-season over summer? You SoundClouding everything? (laughs) I don't even know what SoundCloud, but we have to use it. Pay the subscription. Of course, we're coming back, SoundCloud. So we're here, we're doing it. Um, Not just for the SoundCloud subscription, but we're here doing it for for the dockers. Yeah, mate, I reckon there's a, there's at least 30 people that I reckon I like. Hey, I wonder what those idiots are up to this week. Yeah. And then there's probably another 50 or so that occasionally accidentally listen to us and go, what the, what the hell were they on about? Jared hit me up yesterday. Shout out, Jared, if you're listening oh, to Oh, Jared, nice. He's like, yeah, he's like, are you boys getting around a nap? And I was like, well, we were <laughs> meant to record. We were meant to record. Um, Tradey life got in the way, didn't it? Yeah, oh mate, it's been it's been a big couple. Changed jobs, so I got a new job, so I got a lot of a lot of stuff happening happening there in the trading life. It's obviously a lot more up and down, more exciting stuff, more characters. Well, I don't want to give it away, but I have come up with an idea for a new segment, and it's uh, <laughs> it's chat from site. So anything that comes up, stories from site, we'll call it. And uh, I'm pretty happy to have a weekly segment where you tell us what the blokes on site thought about life in general or particularly about footy i know you work with a lot of eagles fans so it should be a very good good dockers chat uh particularly this week but anyway well it's like a current affairs but a current site like the the opinions that get thrown around there's been a lot happening as well with george pell obviously the Ah, terrorist attack in new zealand it's been mate the the opinions have been bubbling and smoko yeah I'm sure. But anyway, um, I'm sure they're uh, they're very well versed in world news and politics, and um, you know just just the general uh, or the the municipal system like <laughs> punishments. I'm sure they're very good at that too. Yeah. Taxation. But um, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the episodes will heat up around tax time for all these um for all these avian workers and what you can can't claim on tax i'm looking forward to what they get with their tax returns mate oh it's a a lot of jet skis (laughs) but um we've got some juddy's written up a bit of a planner for this app and i'm I'm ready to run with it we got some well we've got some off stories news that we want to get into but we're gonna we want to I feel like Reese Palmer's news has kind of been overshadowed by uh, current player Jesse Hogan, but we'll yeah. talk about a bit of Jesse Hogan. Um, yeah, definitely. Dive into a little bit of the preseason. We'll fire up for 
you know, a bit of general for this year, and then we'll probably head into what we normally do with the general predictions for the North Melbourne game. Yeah, the North Melbourne game, first few rounds, um, when Hogan will actually play a game. <laughs> I don't know, all those sort of things we can jump into. Uh, there's a few exciting things going on around Freo. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, <laughs> it was good, actually. I was on the potter with uh, um, Duck and Oz back in... Oh, when was I back in, in Perth? Maybe in December. Um, and it was good to see their full setup. Oz has, like, a full room... Duck has his own mic. They've got like a whole setup, whereas me and you are running like Apple <laughs> setup. <laughs> me and you yeah. are calling each other on FaceTime and recording it and like patching it together. I think it's uh, yeah. we still we remember our roots mainly yeah, because they are still present. <laughs> we're still at our root stage. You see, like sometimes you know how you see podcasts on like you watch videos on Facebook. And it's people's podcast, but they're so popular now. They also film it, and so yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. like the full. I feel like the if full radio skit. Yeah. Yeah. If they filmed our podcast, they'd be like, "Is that dude just like trawling on the internet? <laughs> is, that, is that dude just sitting in the spare room? <laughs> is he just is he just shouting at a computer screen where it's uh, to Yes. So yeah, as always, we're back this year with minimal technology. Um, but maximal but passion, it. though. Oh. What we what we lack in technology and uh, uh, nous we make up for with passion and loudness and rumours. Yeah. Well, do you want to dive into the hottest topic? We might as well dive into it because even before the season started, I feel like our passion's been dealt a large blow. Oh. I feel like. Do you want to touch on the biggest the biggest story oh, before Hogan. the season begins? Yeah. So Hogan um, Hogan decided before training on Sunday, a week out from our uh, this Sunday's game, to uh, have a big night with the boys. Um, rocked up a bit sh- a bit dusty to training on Sunday, um, was pulled out of training, and then has been pulled out of the round one selection, um, which has caused it, a Ben Cousins-like ruckus amongst the AFL, particularly probably in Perth, but everyone's talking about it, basically. Um and it's probably, amongst there being lots of issues going on there, it's probably quite overblown. <laughs> and then, oh, how about this? So, you know that video that's been circulating of Hogan dancing with his pants down wearing Santa costume? Mm-hmm. Apparently that's from three years ago. So, was there a dude literally waiting for something to break on Hogan so he could pump that story out? <laughs> I wonder if he's tried to sell the clip on many occasions and this was the first time well i think it was all through whatsapp i think it's just leaked like the old not the old-fashioned way the new-fashioned way he obviously suffers a bit from you know that news is going to get pumped around and usually wa that news wouldn't have circulated back to the hub uh to victorian news except it's obviously popular because he got traded from melbourne last year so yeah they're probably like oh well sucked in for trading, you know, oh, you just got a drunk and a this and a that. So it's popular news. Um, incredibly disappointing, though, not oh. to see him not to see Mate, him he's on out. my membership card. <laughs> I yeah. hope he knows he's, he's um, broken the trust that comes with being on a membership card, with being selected for that. Yeah, who... Because you could, you could pick who appeared on your membership card. You sure could. 
Who were the other selections? Uh, Kiara Bowers from the AFLW team. I forget what they call her. Turbo, I think, the tackle chick. And that was Fife, oh. Walters. Um, who else have we got in our team that you'd want? Stephen Hill, I think. Mm. <laughs> Mate, can we touch on the tackle chick? Yeah. Mate, 22 tackles in a game. Did she get 22, did she? She's I, I had, seen it. She's had more than 10, like, every game, I'm pretty sure. She's killing it. I seen an Instagram thing, like a story on the Fremantle thing, and it was just, like, 22 tackles in a game. I was like, my goodness, what are you just... What are you doing? Yeah, she's just tackling. She's one of those people that hand-passes someone the ball and then tackles them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why have they... Did we lose the game? Why have they got the ball so yeah. much? Um, no, she's she's very she's a contested beast that chick. Uh, my favorite chicks player I've watched a couple of games is Dana Hooker. I reckon she's easily the cleanest chick that I've seen in the Dockers team. Like she gets yeah. it, she marks it really well, and then plays on and will hit a, t- a target by hand or foot. Um, it's first week, so first week of finals for them this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the prelim, the same stage, but yeah. How's they have to play away even though they have the second best record because of the conference system? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you're not too fast by the sounds. <laughs> Just excited from being there. But going back to getting sidetracked from the... From Hogan. From the Hogan. Sorry that yeah. the AFLW took us off Hogan story. Yeah, which is nice. A nice change. Um, the boys on site would be excited to hear about that. All right, how about this, mate? Would you have rather Hogan hurt his dodgy foot and miss like six weeks or this happen? Definitely this happen. Yeah, I reckon too. And I reckon that's me thinking that has put this in perspective and I'm not too pissed off. Well, I am pissed off, but I'm not as like distraught as I was yesterday. I think if you if you do what what he did, it's um, I think it's them setting a precedent that they don't care. Like, we paid this much money for you. We obviously want you to play in our team. You're yeah. obviously good enough to play in our team. But, you, you know, we want you to be in the best possible shape mentally, physically, you know, and mentally applying yourself. And that's yourself, not on. It? Yeah. Rocking up to training so, a week out. Um, I think... Um, what was I going to say? I think there's a couple of things. So, apparently he's on an incentive-based contract. So, I wonder if this actually does impact him like you know how normally they're like we'll find you ten thousand dollars for someone that's on yeah you know a million and 1.2 million doesn't really matter too much but i wonder if him not playing actually does cost him um i don't know I don't the, think, the intricacies of the contract though i don't think he'd be uh surely at his age he wouldn't be that wouldn't phase him i think he would be on enough money and not have, yeah i mean What's he paying off and what's he doing? I don't think that would affect him, but I think it's more... But then, unfortunately, Cox is obviously out, so we don't get to. But we don't have depth. We obviously don't have depth um, in the forward line, and we've been screaming out for Jesse Hogan. But it definitely, like, people would be, you know, hopefully taking this opportunity. Like, he's probably not going to miss too many games this year. Hogan, obviously, if this doesn't happen Well, I hope so. Um, so, maybe it's a chance for some people to put their hands up. Um, Tabernard's also out. So. No, Tabernard's a test now. So, Tabernard could sneakily get up and him, Lobb and McCarthy could form our forward line. 
which is uh, which is outrageous. Which is exciting for um, McCarthy. Like he obviously needs to prove a point. Well, he's going to get his chance in a forward line where he's not the key forward, which is what he's been, what everyone's been saying. But I think what the club and he's been saying as well. So I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see what team selection, what what treasures this week has in store for us yet. But, um, I thought it will be, yeah, we missed out. Usually we do a Wednesday app, so we get to see the... Um, a Thursday app normally, yeah. Yeah, so we get to see the team lineup. I'm interested... We're a Sunday game, though, so it'd be like where we name 47 oh, people and... <laughs> We're playing Sunday at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the normal Dockers time, isn't it? Oh, 3.25. Yeah. I bought, I got tickets. I was like, I'll get tickets. You know, excited I'll go to the first game. Didn't... Didn't you know? Knew it was on a Sunday. I'll just check it. Came through on the email. Check it. Three twenty-five. I'm like, are you kidding? So you got to drive down south after the game. Yeah, which is or oh, it's just more... have a few beers and drive early in the morning. Call in sick yeah. and listen to. Oh, if we if we get a big win, maybe maybe I'll get carried away. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um. Alright, so we've talked about Hogan though, but he has he's he's definitely been to like every festival or concert. Like he doesn't hide his going out. I've, I follow him on Instagram, and so do a number number of Dockers fans that I chat to, and they're always like, "Oh, Hogan's out again." That's like, oh, oh. Good god! So it's not we've known about this the whole preseason. I feel like we've been talking about this. So I feel like everyone going, "Oh, shock horror! He went out one night and got caught." Um, we shouldn't be as surprised as we are. Well, mate, Connor Blakely needs to reel things in. I've seen him out at yeah. two, two down south events. Actually, I do remember you texting me saying, Connor Blakely's at a party that I'm at and I'm too scared to go talk to him. <laughs> but you all, yeah. you almost wanted to go tell him to go home as well. <laughs> People there wanting to get photos, I'm ready to go up and say, take that hamstring home and nurse it. <laughs> Giving him rubs on the couch. <laughs> oh, no, he's appeared in some... In some um, stories or of friends so like i seen him in a at a bunbury festival that wasn't even really i don't know 10 festivals it was a very small little foreshore thing and mm-hmm. he was there and then he made it down for the rufus de solo gig and he appeared heavily in some friends um snapchats and stories and he was blind rufus de solo hey <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So yeah, Connor Blakely, if you're listening, not listening, just like, I don't know, just Oh, he's a out. big fan of Dork Talk, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, we're a big fan of you nursing that hamstring. Yeah, so am I, actually. Um, he's d- doing well. He's five weeks away or something, so we could see him before round six or seven, which is exciting. Do you see Connor coming back and getting a run in the midfield? I see that being his main role. Yeah. He's the Neil replacement that we were sort of after. Yep. Hope so. Um, so yeah, hope to see the big fella back. Um, mm, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. What about our other new players? So Collier, Trav Collier. What are your thoughts on him? I know you haven't watched much of the JLT. I'll give you their JLT stats if you would like. You can roll. Look, I'm a big fan of him. Um, obviously, his cousin is actually an Augusta boy. Um, half now, his cousin born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't think he grew up down here, and I'm not sure what school he went to. I think, I think he went to Aquinas. Yeah, he did. Oh, how's that for a little? There you go, Juddy. There you go, mate. You know some people. 
Yeah, Ducky should get fired up on that one. Why is that? Oh, just knowing a Docker's fact. <laughs> well, it's more of an Essendon fact, really. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of his speed, but like it seems like when people come to the Dockers and get drafted to Dockers, they get slower and can't kick it as far. Yeah, and they um, can't kick it as accurate. No, I, that's yeah. mate, mate. We're on we're on a little level at the moment. That's literally what I had <laughs> written down. His speed kept his head down in the preseason, which other guys didn't do. But he hasn't set the world on fire. Like he hasn't done that well in preseason. So he got. I'll have a look at his stats. I have them here. He got eleven touches, four tackles against uh, Collingwood, and against Eagles. Did he play? <laughs> Not that I can see. Oh, yeah, he did. Here he is. Uh, Ten touches and three tackles. So he's sort of ballers at this stage, really. Yeah, um, well, it's like same as Brendan Material. Like, they get a little shorter, their arms get a bit longer, they can't <laughs> kick it as far. They get smothered by a seagull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. So he, he definitely, he does excite me in a way. Um... Where, where his role is, I'm not sure where. I think he's going to be a think... pressure forward, like a speedy forward with midfield potential. Like if we need a yeah. cover, um, I think he's a ready-made player. He's better than Ballers from the get-go. If he replaces Ballers for a year or two while our other guys go um, get better, that's fine with me. I don't see him being costing too much, setting the world on fire. But also, I think he keeps his head down and probably won't do anything too nasty. So. He's fine, by my standards. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a player that would benefit from a team that's doing well. Yeah, um, I think so. So, I think he's one of those guys that if we start playing well, you might start to see him busting the lines, getting open, you know, Yep. and being a good-looking player. And like you said, he's, he's a ready-made... He used to have is. long hair, too. What's he rocking? I think he's got short hair now, for some reason. Um, he, okay. I'm pretty sure he had like, remember when like Kale Hooker and all those like rowdy haircuts at Essendon, I'm pretty oh. sure he was running like a top ponytail thing. What was bloody the dreadlock top knot? Hurley? Oh. Yeah, gross, hey. Ugh. Um, Ugh. what do you reckon about the lobster, mate? I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm rock hard about the lobster. The rock lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very Super excited. excited to see him. Um, run around the forward line and run around in the ruck. Yeah. I think I, I don't think he will complement the the ruck, the rotation, and when it comes down forward, he gets to rotate through the ruck in there, um, takes a good mark, you know. Yep. I think there's... Oh, he's probably so, obviously beside Hogan, but um super excited for him to come back home. I reckon he could be the the Luke McFarlane in that big trade. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, he was sort of like an extra that we weren't that excited about, but we were excited about. Yeah. I reckon he could be the one that we're like, oh, we're really glad we got that guy in. Um, so um, his stats in JLT, 20 touches, 4 marks, 20 hitouts, and a goal against Collingwood. So he played really well against Collingwood. I remember everyone was frothing. Against the Eagles, he was a bit quieter. 9 touches, 14 hitouts, 5 frees against... Oh, five tackles, sorry. Um, and he missed it. May I just tell a story about his miss, though? So he took a mark within the first 30 seconds, I'm pretty sure. Uh, big clunk, 35 out directly in front. Went back, sprayed it, and I was just like, oh, here we go. And I was almost like, mm. oh, Lob deserves to be here. Um, 
But yeah, no, I'm very, very excited for him. <coughs> Mate, there's one more. <coughs> Pardon me. A bit sick a couple of weeks ago. I had to take two days off work. It's pretty good to have um, paid, paid work. Uh, sick days, except one of them I hadn't worked for long enough and I had to take a non-paid day. It's a bit shit. Had to take a non-paid day? Yeah. I found oh, that out in my, my payslip. Oh, welcome to my world, Juddy. Yeah, I know. That's why tradies get real sick, because no one takes days off. Mm. That and they smoke and eat badly and drink a lot. Ah, we'll get into the gluten-free. <laughs> but... All right, mate. Tales. Last, 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 last person that we brought in, so Conker. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I get like ready-made player, um, I, but I think he compliments a good. Like he was very good. At, well, not very good, but at Richmond was on the end of a good midfield. But um, highly regarded at Richmond, even though he didn't play that much. He had bad injuries. Did he? But yeah. Did he go into the leadership? Yes, um, he is in our leadership group, correct. So he went straight, so yeah. So he's obviously he must, impressed. Um, yeah, and they come from... I suppose when you coached, coached like that, you play like that, you play with a quality like that, you know, you must... Yeah. You, so you, it, would, you would come, and yeah, if he would come, highly recommended from Richmond, and obviously he impressed. He clearly didn't go out on Saturday night. He's not missing the game with clinical anxiety, so mm. he's up there. I think you've summed him up well then. Kane didn't set the world on fire, but came from a good system and impressed them with his work ethic. Um, he played really well against the Eagles to a degree, 26 touches with limited game time. I think he had like 60% game time and still nearly had 30 touches, which is pretty good. From my memory of that game, after a while I stopped paying too much attention because we were getting pillaged. But yeah. um, he would do some really good things and then butcher it. So, again, it was yep. sort of like the lob thing. I was like, oh, mate, like you've sort of fallen into the Dockers' ways pretty quick. But um, Well, he has to lose 10% off his kicking distance <laughs> because he's coming to pre <laughs> 10% off his kicking distance and 10 metres off his kicking accuracy. So his ball yep. could go 10 metres higher, lower, or left or right from his target yep. and any so combination of the... <laughs> yeah, I like but he that. He seems like it's... You know when you work with people, so Conker's at that age where it's like, all right, I really want to win a premiership. Like, that's what I want to do. Been in the system long enough, really striving to get to that point. And then there's people like Hogan that are like, oh, beers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Hogan. He's like, come on. I've got training tomorrow. I better go on the beers. I've liked yeah. how um, a few people, I think it was Neats or Schwartz, one of the old Melbourne-like legends, uh, was like, he's got some, some shit mates that he needs to stop hanging out with. And I kind of agree. Imagine if, like, imagine if you or I had, like, a really good mate played AFL and we were, like, egging him on to get real blind before training the next day. <laughs> oh. Like, I feel like we wouldn't do that. Do you reckon? If you've got a, if you've got a rubber arm, you've got a rubber arm. Yeah. It doesn't matter what job you're in. It doesn't, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah, I think so. And if, yeah. If you can... That's true. If, That's a good if, point, actually. And, and eventually... You have it, it, it grows out of you because you can't keep doing it forever. And that's what I mean about the conquer thing. Like conquers and as you know, I was being funny about it, but eventually he's gotta to get to the point where it's like 
he's in that mindset where like I'm young, I'm trapped in this AFL thing, I don't get to do this, and then maybe it's just like you know the penny drops. Yeah, he's like, he realizes that getting held blind <laughs> is, isn't it, actually as good know, as people think. But like, yeah, may, maybe it is. Maybe he's blowing off steam. It's the rubber arm. For every, you know, sometimes I think you're right. Anxious um, people probably have fear of missing out. That's what they're anxious yeah. about part of the time. But it's 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 that one bad decision, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to go see my friends and have a drink. But it's like, deep down, Hogan, you know you're going to see them. You're going to get blind. You're going out with them. You, you know, you, you might trick yourself into thinking that, oh, I'm just going for one beer. Like, oh, I just texted my mates I was going for one beer. It's like, no, you know exactly what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a fair, um, fair summary. Um, it just proves that they're human, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah, so. and he's a young dude. Like, he's 23, 24. I think I was doing stupid shit when I was Mate. that age, too. Oh, I get me started. Kick five goals next week and we'll forget about it. I completely agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he actually Still had a really good game. Him. Mate, he actually had a really good game against the Eagles. 20 touches, five marks, kicked one goal too. I think one of them he was like dead in front and missed it as well. Um, so I was like, oh, sweet. Hogan's back. But yeah, not ideal, is it? Um, no. What about... We haven't seen it too much of them, but our like younger guys. So Brett Bewley. Schultz. Uh, so Schultz was good in the practice game, but I think hurt his hamstring or something early. So we haven't seen him in JLT. He's the small forward, mature age from Victoria. And then Brett Bewley's the other one who's like the power winger with a big left foot. Um, and then Sam Sturt, our high draft pick, who hasn't played and he's built like Fife when he first came to the club. Um, Who's the, um, the one we picked up? There's a, I think he's from an Indian family. Do you mean Tobe um, Watson? <laughs> oh, could be Tobe. He's actually dating a girl from Margaret River. Tobe Watson? <laughs> I'll get Instagram up and I'll please, find out please who do. it is. Um, but yeah, they've done it right. I mean, Schultz probably would have had a run if he didn't do a hamstring. Bewley did some good things, was pretty quiet, did some bad things too. And Sturt's probably a couple of years away from AFL. Um, so we'll wait and see. Brayshaw and Chera look like they'll be good again. is probably going to be a depth player. Crowden probably won't play much. Banfield, I think, will be a good role player like Mazungu was but we can't expect him to be like an A-grader. He'll be a B-grader at best, I think. Um, but that's still pretty good, I guess. Cox and Logue. Cox did some good things and then hurt himself. Logue did one or two good things and then went off. So, I don't know. We're still sort of... Those guys... We need a couple of them to take a big step forward, don't we? Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to track down this... Draft this Indian, uh, you sure? Well, he looked indigenous. Oh, I could get done here for high levels of racism. <laughs> hey, we're about to go into site stuff, so save it for that. Jason Carter. Oh, Carter, yeah, he's indigenous. Um, Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, I seen. I do say this because I looked him up. He was and a rookie. There was a photo of him getting drafted. Yeah. And his, he was with his parents, and I was like, I thought he was indigenous, and I was like, hmm. It's like, that, I was like, his dad looks kind of Indian there. And I was, so, like, 
Rob Dog it's an style. assumption from an, it wasn't an assumption from looking at him. I would assume looking at him is indigenous, but then when I looked at his parents, I was like, okay, so you know, I did a bit of background, but yeah, Jamson dating a chick from um, from Margaret River. So next time oh, I see nice. her, I'll I'll chew her ear off and try to get an interview with him. Oh, please do. Um, okay. Well, should we talk about Reese Palmer, old Risty Palmer? Um. We should definitely touch on Port Farmer, and we need to. So just let's probably... preface this with, he's actually went, looked pretty bad at some one stage, but they've said he's looking like he's going to make a full recovery. So that's really good. Well, let's touch on the, on the bigger story. Yeah, which is him, at the races throwing a shoe at the trots. <laughs> so yeah, obviously the bigger issue, of the weekend. Um, that has been overshadowed with said motorcycle incident. Which we wish him well for. But throwing the shoe... Can we start with, have you been to the races? Like, where you stand is pretty far from the post, which is where the shoe... it's not the races either. It's the trots. The trots, sorry. Well, they're racing. Different, different venue. Yes. But different, yeah. But where you so, stand at Gloucester Park is pretty far from the post, which is where the shoe literally went across the track. The track would be like 20, 25 metres wide, and I doubt he was like right on the post. He would have been behind it another 5'10". So he's thrown that shoe, I reckon, 35 metres. Which, if you oh, remember Reese Palmer, he couldn't kick much over 35 or 40. Nah. Well, he gained ten percent when he went to GWS. <laughs> yeah. But I just it, a lot of questions because what pair like they were white. They looked wear, like white YD shoes, didn't they? Yeah, I just don't know. One, I wouldn't go a night without them. I'm not taking my shoe off and throwing them. I might throw a thong because then I'll go bare feet. But I'm not wearing thongs to the trots. I'm not going to walk around. Who wants to walk around the trot's bare feet? Well, I saw a video of him being like, you know, taken into custody by security and stuff, and he was barefoot. So obviously the other shoe got, fell off too. Just didn't, didn't yeah. get thrown. Maybe it went like in two different directions accidentally. Like he did the splits and they just flew off. <laughs> did you see his response on Instagram before the horrible accident? I seen his apology. Yeah, and he was saying he threw it at just a time. I think he said they were wrestling and the shoe accidentally got thrown. <laughs> well, I thought he meant they were wrestling and his shoe got thrown by, like, he went to throw it at his mate and went past his mate. Just as the horses were coming around. But do you, like, does a shoe affect a trot that I think they were worried about if you hit, hit a jockey or a horse... And it then caused them to buck and hurt the horses. That's pretty bad. Or if a jockey fell off and got trampled. Well, it's pretty yeah, bad. Like, they took it pretty seriously. Yeah, I reckon Man, that They take happen. it seriously if you, like, were nowhere near the horses. Like, they'd be like, nah, you're out. Whereas, well, like, that, like, literally got run over by a few of the carts. Yeah, I just reckon... I've seen a friend of mine, not a friend of mine, but a guy I know jump the fence at Perth races and he walked out. He never got, he walked out. He jumped fence and ran with the horses to, from about 200 metres out or 100 metres out. How'd he go? 
he he got flogged. He didn't oh, get him down he? straight. Yeah, no. Did, but he did never he get got, whipped. He, uh, he should have. Um, he was on the outside, so he was a mile away from it. But like, <laughs> turned people wide. must throw shoes at the trots all the time and not make the news. Well, the guy said that he's worked in all three forms of racing for like 40 years and he's never seen anything like that before in his life. Well, Reese Palmer probably doesn't go to the trots often, so yeah, that's pretty That's pretty rare. AFL <laughs> <laughs> play. What's he Reece referring Palmer to? Reese Palmer throw a shoe at any other yeah. form of racing in 40 years. I don't years. think he's probably... Reese Palmer's I've probably never... only 30. And he's probably never thrown a shoe in his life, so there's a lot of people that haven't seen that. Yeah, it did beg the uh, Austin Powers who throws a shoe... Which I do you remember when really enjoyed. Yeah. Someone threw the shoe at George W. Bush. Do you reckon it's like because it's hell insulting that you throw a shoe? So the horses, the jockeys are like, that's the most insulting thing you can do to someone. It's is throw code, a shoe. jockey code. Yeah. It's like they threw a shoe at me. I'm entertaining the public. I don't know, mate. The ninety-five percent of people watching that are watching it on an analog TV at some country pub <laughs> that's like ten inches wide. They're not going to see the shoe. Yeah, and they're not worried about the shoe. They're worried about their like, their dollar forty favorite that's about to get done. Imagine it's like race suspended, and it's like, why is it suspended? What's going on? It's like there's controversy. <laughs> and you just sit like the TAB in Margaret River. He's like, what happened? And it's like, well, Reese Palmer threw his shoe. <laughs> Oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, Barry, who's on his, like, ninth midi. Yeah. Not be happy. Like, um, that, did you see that? Was that a thong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not but a fight again. But then the weekend gets worse for him. Um, riding around on a motorcycle, which is obviously very dangerous. Um, worst thing that could possibly happen involved in a terrible incident. Yeah, and he got hit by a car or something. Apparently he wasn't, like, drunk or he didn't. Like, wasn't his fault or anything like that. But, um, yeah, not, not ideal at all. And ended up in ICU. But then um, looks like he's going to make a recovery, which is good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, wasn't that oh. a weekend from hell from him for him? Oh. And he actually, too, he's, he did some wonderful things at um, GWS. He, as far as, like, what their expectations were for him, probably your expectation, my expectations for him, and then... He was um, a pretty good role player for him. Well, I think he was okay for them. And then he went to Carlton for pick a hundred million, and then didn't, I don't know if he played much at Carlton. So I think his career well, he sort pays, of out since he did his knee with us. Really, he paved the way for um, De Boer. He did. Was he part of that trade? Was he? No, but just like Dockers to go to GWS. Oh, true, he did too. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, he won the Rising Star with us when he was our probably our best player when we were terrible and then um, did his knee the next year, I'm pretty sure, mm. which wasn't ideal. Um, well, I tried to, tried to pump him up, but you wouldn't let me. No, nah, I'm not letting you, mate. Nah. He uh, doesn't listen well. to this. Um, all right, so we've waited long enough. Can I have some stories from sight, please? <laughs> oh, well, it's obviously been like a touched on before there's been some big big news stories um the cardinal pell one was a big one that went through site obviously the people on site the tradies were up in arms um many religious tradies more so tradies with children yeah so 
there obviously um, you know six years well whatever he ended up getting before parole wasn't enough um, hang him you know those kinds of comments getting thrown around mm-hmm. um, which you know try and explain to him that, that can't happen uh, you get a lot of you get a bit of brick wall there I um, imagine explaining trying to change the uh, attitudes of a tradie is often like trying to change the attitudes of a certain football team's fans yeah but my favourite one was one of the guys I now work with who's a labourer and the labourer's often um, the, or the TA is their more fancy name trade assistant yeah. Oatsy Oatsy um, he has this brand of t-shirts that he rocks and wears every day and it's like respect respect each other respect the world respect life and it's got arrows and it's like that's the circle of life or something and it's got it on the back when I started he gave me one of those t-shirts yeah and everyone's been given one and it's like his t-shirts he's quite big as well like he's actually quite massive He'd like be... big as in big and buff or big as in fat nah big and buff so yeah, he's gotcha. a 45 year old mark surfer so he's quite ripped yeah, and yeah he's yeah. about 6'6 gotcha. six, six. he's a big boy and quite muscular Someone parked behind his car and he stands on top of the building and it's like first story, so like he's up there and he's like talking down to you, kind of leaning over and he's just yelled at this person wearing this respect show. Yeah. What did he yell at them? Any expletives? Hey, mate, how am I meant to get out if you park there? You're boxing me in, you, you know, how am I meant to? And he's like, yeah, 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 or, you know. I'll move my car, you know, I'll move it. And he's like, you fucking better move that car, mate. You fucking better. <laughs> and I was just like looking at him and I can only see him lean, leaning over, yelling, and I can only just see the respect. <laughs> respect each other. And I just look, I'm like, that, oh, my God. That would have been a really good viral video had you got him saying that and then zoomed in on the shirt <laughs> so you could see it clearly. But I got, I ended up getting the, the joke out, and so now I get to give a bit of banter. I was like, it's pretty ironic, you, you know. So now, and because I've got the shirt, I wear it, and so now I'm like, I can be grumpy. So that's like the running joke. So good, a good bit of banter came from it. He got pretty worked up. Um, I think he was keen to leave work that day, and he was worried that he was going to get boxed in. But obviously, swearing at someone is. You know, How big's your site? Like, surely you can just be like, hey, mate, can you move your car? I'm ready to go home. Well, it's... Oh, without diving, we work near a popular surf break. Yeah. And so the car park was filling up. And so we park and the surf break's about 100 metres away. And as the car park fills up... They just park it gets, up, yeah. It gets to where we are. And so then people are trying to invent places to park. And he was, you know... But, like, he could just, you know, hey, mate, that's my car, you know, I want to leave work. Like, you can't park there. And he did say, I'll move it. But obviously the, but, yeah, he did square it. He just wanted to make sure he could get out. That's fair enough. Oatsy. Yeah. Oh, I hope you hear many more Oatsy stories. Yeah. And uh, there'll be a lot more, oh, I wish I had a, because I'm in the tipping contest, the tipping thing at work, and... There's 14 people at work, and I think 12 of them are KK Coasters. Yeah. The worst, not just, they're just bad AFL supporters. They're just... They're just, bad. um, kick it. They're just, 
the old oh. at And then like, how was that JLT match? Bloody what's her name played well? And it's like who? And they're like, what's his name? He's like, oh the bloody young fella. And it's like yeah. <laughs> Like uh, yeah, he's like they're they're looking good, and I'm like, what 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 part of it are, just like... are, you, are you pleased with? Like, oh mate, the score line. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in amongst that, and I'm throwing banter as much as I can. Hogan, it didn't do me any favors, so I'm battling uphill with the banter. Um. So the only person that replied was Ducky, and he said, "You should call your name." It, your name in the tipping comp should be the four flags tipping comp in brackets. We did it. <laughs> I'm sure that was I was going to go or the with... the Frio Doka. I was going to go with, like, the nosebleed section, a.k.a. Chris Mane wearing wing. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I thought that was maybe a bit harsh. Oh, yeah, you might, you might ruffle some feathers, no pun intended. I've only worked with five out of these 12 people as well, so I don't know who I'm up against. Um, mate, before we get into um, the predictions, should we talk about these few questions? A few people fired off some questions to us last week when we said we'd post. Um, do you want to go through a few of them? I'd love to. I don't have Facebook at the moment. I've got it so open, mate. It's fine. I, I got you back. Um, it's be completely live. So... Jack Carrington-Jones asked a very long question, although it wasn't really a question. Um, he just said something about how everyone's training the house down and then how he doesn't want Ballas to play, which is fair. And I said Ballas could probably be the new two more. Um, Benjamin Foster, hello, mate. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you the question, mate. Okay. The assumption is this year that either we improve or Ross is ditched. What would constitute enough of an improvement, I imagine he means? And how how what might trigger a mid-season extension or a mid-season swing of the belly axe for Ross? What do you reckon? Uh, so what would bring his downfall so what, would be enough to Where would him? we need to be mid-season for Ross to lose his job or keep his job? I don't even know if it's like a wins losses thing I just think like 100 point blowouts yeah oh, I think so I think I think these first think, three games are important yeah I think it's an effort thing like if it looks like oh they're massively important I mean it's the fashion that we lose like you can lose you know margin and wins and losses are obviously relative but it's the way that they come about like I agree. if we have a few of those effort you know just like it just looks like they don't want to be there lose by, you know, like I think last time North Melbourne travelled over, we lost by 30-something points. Um, that was a that was a very disappointing loss at home. It's ones like that, like where we should we should win, but we don't. We lose by five, six goals. Yeah, I agree. Or, Mate, you know, I reckon we could, they're, we they're could be 0-10, but if we, if we lose every game by under a goal, then he's safe. Well, we could be like five and five, but we've beaten Gold Coast Saints, yeah, and then we've lost by a hundred points to like the Bulldogs and stuff. And he yeah. could be under pressure, so I don't know. If it looks like the, I agree, it's how we lose or win. Yeah, it's just the games that we have to be in, 
he needs to beat him. Like, he has to have the team rocking up. There's no more. Like, he has to be able to find a way to get them to rock up and play. And if he can't um, produce that out of the players, then he's going to be in a lot of trouble. We have to play like a mid-tier team, not a bottom-tier team. So we lose to the top teams, but we're competitive against the mid-teams and we beat the bottom teams, I think. Because that's what we sort of realistically want to be this year, is a mid-tier team. Um, there were more questions, sorry. Rosie, so the Carrington Joneses are out again this year. So they were part of the oh. 20 or 30 people that I think are keen for the body, Potter. Hey oh, guys, super pumped to spend another season with you. Uh, what's got you excited and worried about the 2019 season? Well, I'm about to go through that in general, Rosie. Um, but she did say that our marks inside 50... Uh, are terrible, which I think feel like they still are, um, oh. and I feel like it's um, <clears throat> it's not that we can't mark it; it's that we're kicking to terrible spots, and then when we can mark it, we drop it. So it's like two pronged. So it's like I'm going to kick this nowhere near you, and then obviously we're not going to mark it. But then when I kick, hit you laces out, you're going to drop it anyway. Yeah, and that's why we never you take just... any marks. <laughs> You're surprised by the good kick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He literally is like that. It's like, oh, this didn't go in my head. Woo. And like, yeah. So it's it's always the Dockers drop the mark that would be relieving. Um, not good. All right. That's all the questions we had. Thank you, everyone, for those. Sorry we took a while to actually record. All right, mate. Let's go through this year. I'll just hit you with some rapid-fire things and then I'll answer after you, okay? Alright, big time. Who is your biggest improver for this year? Can I go with Nat Fife? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can because you're a grown-up and you can go with whatever you want. Talk me through it. Thank you. Well, as soon as biggest improver, I think he was the biggest miss-up from last year. Yeah, okay. Um, I just think he, he was in Brownlow form until he hurt himself. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But his impact has missed so much when he's not there. A consistent him throughout the year, I think, can carry the team in a big way. Um, missing the captain, I think. Yeah, that's fair um, enough. I'm going to go with not... someone else, though. I am going to go with Brayshaw. I think Brayshaw is going yeah. to be my man. I think if he gets a bit cleaner, I think the punch might make him better and it might make Gaff worse um, as a player. But yeah. Bloody old bloody glass jaw. <laughs> yeah. He'll start ducking into him a bit more. Bloody Docker's always trying to ruin the oh, Eagles stuff. Bloody Docker. Um, all right. Who's your biggest fall off player? Like, who's just going to fall off the cliff? Can I say Jesse Hogan? <laughs> you can. Oh, I hope not, mate. That was, that's doomsday oh, stuff, isn't it? Nah, probably one of the little men that shrunk a bit and has got longer arms. Probably Ballers. But last year I went Johnson and I felt bad in the end. Um, <laughs> I do so not I feel bad feel about bad. calling Ballers. I feel like he's been already off the cliff for a couple of years now. Yeah, I went John. yeah. Uh, hopefully no one, Juddy. I'll yeah. go full, glass half full. But um, yeah, obviously those kind of guys that are around that age. 
um, that Ross liked to hang on to because he's loyal to those people who have served him well. Um, I worry about that. You know who is a little surprise um, improver? Because I think he was really good last year. Is I reckon Mundy could have one of those like outrageous 35-year-old seasons or however old he is, 34, 35. Well, speaking of exciting things to look forward to for the season, 300 games. Yeah. Um, should be coming up for the great Nets. So he's six games he needs. Um, and yeah. I, and he's the sort of player that, you know, would get it by round six or seven or whatever. Oh, if he played at, you know, any Victorian club, he'd be a premiership player in a Brownlow medals. And renown and blah, blah, blah. I still feel like, even though he kicked the winning goal against Richmond twice, the second time they were still like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> 250 games in. Oh. oh, he's got a good highlight reel. Yeah, he, I'll give he him does that. have a very good highlight reel. He's a terrific, he's the player that, you know, you don't deserve, but you're bloody lucky to have Monday. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to go Brandon Matera as my drop-off. I don't think I he's dropping gonna, yeah. far from it, but I just feel like he might do his do his chances in. Ballas is an obvious and... one as well. All right, what are some things that you want to see this year? We've already sort of touched on a few. Someone kicking, anyone kicking over five goals, like just a few bags. Oh, someone, scoring? Someone kick it. Oh, yeah, someone kick a bag. See, I've gone more simple than that. I've gone no goalless quarters. Oh, <laughs> no more. Yeah. No more goalless quarters. How many games is it that we lose and it's like, oh, we didn't kick a goal in the third <laughs> We literally just needed one more. Oh, man. The amount of times. And it's not even the games we lose. Sometimes it's the ones we get pumped in. It's just like, oh, yeah, we didn't score that quarter. It's like, good Lord, we need to be able to score every quarter. Yeah. Saying that at AFL yeah. level, that's like what you say to Oz kickers. Let's try and score every quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, surely, yeah. I th- anyway, I think little things like bombing it into the forward line. How about like trying to kick it at least near somebody? Or surely at that point, doesn't matter how good you are, you're going to have like a bad minute, and a bad minute should result in a goal. Yeah. Like even those, those really big floggings you see in country footy, it's like. 412 to 6 or 2 or whatever. <laughs> exactly. There's a 50 metre penalty somewhere. Yeah, the umpire goes, oh, you know, the umpire gets it and kicks it the other way. <laughs> yeah, there's Mark at the slaughter. Um, all right. What don't you want to see this year? Uh, oh. Goalless quarters? Yeah. I think blowouts. No. I think it's blowouts. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to lose by more than forty points many times. Yeah, I think it's just tuning in and not watching the boys have a dip. I think they're so exciting when they when they're up and about, and it's especially this where your team's at this point where you're so nervous beginning to watch that you get so excited when they rock up and you're like they're here. You know, we're doing it. It, it gets you so upbeat, yeah. And it's when you tune in to watch and you get done by hundred points. It, it ruins that, you, like, yeah. It breaks. It's your even soul. if we lose, um, it's just exciting when you have a dip, especially against those good teams. And it's those games where you're playing the top teams, you're the underdog, and that's the exciting thing about all sports. Is we'll go into a lot of these games underdog, especially when we travel. But I think if we rock up at, at any point, I think if the, if the Fremantle Football Club rock up, 
we've got the ability to kind of scare a lot of teams. Um, we've travelled well in the past and stuff, and I think that's super exciting about sporting the Dockers. It's not like sporting Gold Coast or something like that when they travel. Um, there's not much point in tuning in. I think anywhere we go, anytime, anywhere, mate, I think bring that mantra back. It'd be good, wouldn't it, to have a few away wins? Well, I'm going to see the Dockers in round two versus Saints. So the Suns um, down in the Goldie. I'll be there. I'll be cheering. We're, yeah. Wearing number 11. Man, it'd be good if Hogan plays Coast, that game. After insulting them like that, we'll probably lose. You think you'll lose? Yeah, round two. You think we'll lose to the Suns? Oh, good <sighs> God. That's doomsday stuff, mate. Not with Juddy there. No, not with your Juddy, record. Mate. Yeah, they definitely do. They turn up. What's what did you did you do in Doomsday? It's a blowout. Doomsday. I think Doomsday is like Fife injured, Hogan not playing, Mundy getting injured, and just like just the wheels falling off, and we're just like back to Ballas being like a midfielder, <laughs> like all these things. I think. I just want to see guys get on the park and get some games in, under their belt and get a run at it. Imagine if Ballas was running around and starting a midfield. Not good, mate. Um, who, oh, what is your prediction for the end of the season? So, Dockers, where are we going to finish and how many wins? I think we can get 11. Wins? Yeah. Oh, if we get 10 plus, I reckon I'm, I'm back in. 10 plus. I think we can get 11 and I think we can, in a very competitive, um, you know, you go look at your top eight predictions and stuff like that, it's very competitive. Yeah. Um, there's some good teams there that are being predicted just to scrape in. So um, I think we're the team that, like, realistically, obviously some people would like to see us higher, but, um, like, battling around those good teams... In the middle there, yep. on 11, 10 to 11 wins, would, would probably, you know, trouble some teams, yeah. win, some, win the ones you have to. I reckon we want to be between 8 and 12th on the ladder. Obviously, 8th would be yeah. huge, and we'd have, a lot of things would have to go right. But I think if we came 12th and we were a couple of games out of the 8, I wouldn't be too... Oh, sorry, a couple of spots out of the 8, I wouldn't be too disappointed. Um... But really, I think it all depends on when we get guys on the park and who rocks up. And, yeah, there's a lot a lot of maybes at the moment. Um, well, so many things can happen now if you finish. you got to remember how it is now if you finish 8th or 7th. Like, you become like a Melbourne from, you know, like 8th is, eighth is massive. Like, you're good enough to win it if you finish 8th. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? like, when you're in that ring so saying 8 to 10 is no longer what it used to mean exactly so well at the moment you realistic. sort of pick your top 6 rather than your top 4 because the top yeah, 6 I is sort of probably going to be like percentage in a game yeah. or something like that yeah so I think to, that's still still you know I think they're good they're good outcomes well, who, who's, in your, who's in your grand final monkey to finish off with that I think Richmond, I think it'll go to Victoria. I think Richmond and Collingwood. I actually had them as well. I think the top four is between Richmond, Collingwood, Adelaide and the Eagles with Melbourne sniffing around. So I, I yeah. think any of one of those five teams could probably 
um, take it out. I think Geelong I think are no good. I reckon Hawthorne won't get be around there. Geelong, Sydney will probably be sniffing around the bottom of the finals. Bombers will be sniffing around, but I reckon those five teams. Um, but there's a lot of good. I mean, Essendon could if they turn, but they didn't last year. But if they turn things around, they've got a good list. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, on that note, we've got uh, North Melbourne this week. At the moment, we looks like we've got Tabana, Hill, and Griffin Logue are all listed as a test. Huge Dicks is listed as a test as well. It's be exciting. Imagine if Huge Dicks came in for his debut round one against an undermanned North Melbourne um, backline. Um, oh, I think it's going to be huge, man. We really need a good showing from them, don't we? Um, the forward line. Well, the team. Yeah. Well, I think I said it earlier. Uh, North Melbourne travelled over last time and they got up against us. They won by five goals um, in a very disappointing display. So, oh, history is against us, Juddy. Oh, history is against us, mate. We're the Dockers. We're Dockers fans. History is always against us. <laughs> yeah, you know, can be some clinical anxiety. There's also some cl- clinical depression getting around. Oh, isn't there ever, mate? Um, I think there's going to be some clinical depression getting around in this podcast if uh, Frio end up playing as. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as some people would think, but you know I'm still bullish. You can't break my spirit yet. Dollar ninety, it's it's split. Dollar ninety each way. The Hogan news so, actually changed the market heaps. Um, yeah, oh, from, absolutely. I think they were two dollar ten underdogs to now it's even. So yeah, interesting. Um, all right, well, mate, I'm I'm probably going to chat to you a fair bit during the game. What do you? So you're going to be at the game. Yeah, I'll get there for the season opener, obviously, 3.20 on a Sunday. Um, definitely look forward to it. The season opener's always exciting. Um, a lot of optimism and stuff, and I hope the boys run out and really do follow through with Peter Bell. Do it for Belly. Yeah. Well, mate, that's a, that's a cheeky little hour episode for us to kick it off. Um, it's been a pleasure to be, uh, to be back, actually. Yeah, I hope everyone's excited. And uh, look, we look forward to a long, painful season <laughs> with with fun every Thursday. All right, it's been a pleasure, mate. All right, thank you, Johnny. Good night. Good night.